0: oh my god his ass now <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck i hate that guy race can change the rest of your life those absolute clowns at 15bmx.com go on do my best on what it happens then it's good my bottle got stretched a little bit i got a tight little butt
1: look i'm about to light this shit up <laughs>
0: Coffee chatter live. Where are you guys
1: at? Oh, Canada! Coming out of the answer tent right now. Pop Dog, millionaire! Let's make some
0: noise. Sorry, Nighthawk! Whoa! Show 196. We're back. We're live on YouTube. We got people coming in the chat. Thanks for people, uh, or thanks to our live listeners. Happy Easter to everyone. Easter weekend. Hope everyone had a great Easter with their family and friends master Sunday yesterday. For those of you golf sickos like us, it was a big Sunday. I wasn't a Palm daddy.
1: That was huge. I'm still, I'm riding the, I'm riding the train downhill right now after that high we had yesterday. Like that was the biggest week in golf. People got to understand. It's like the Olympics, the world championships, you know, all in one and we're just coming down off that it's tough to my energy is a little low. I'm pretty tired from all the excitement I was had yesterday.
0: I get like legitimately tense for the final rounds of, of major golf tournaments.
1: I was making significant arm pumps and you know loud abrupt noises that was starting to get on my dad's nerves. I think, you know, every now and again I just randomly throw out a fist pump yell. And you know, we just we're really into it. <laughs> it's nothing more to it. <laughs>
0: I I yell at my TV for these kinds of sporting events. I not Great. yell, but like, you know, Brooks missed a shot I'm like, fuck Brooks.
1: There's ver there is verbal like verbal cues going on hundred percent there
0: is yeah there are verbal comments um it's just it's fun to be a fan of high level professional sports it's fun to have sports to follow
1: sometimes when you ask people what they do in their time off or like you know what do you do when you're you know at home and you're not watching anything it's like like people that don't say they're watching sports you're missing out i don't i don't know how you can just not obviously golf's not for everyone but you know other these other big sports like come on they're so exciting
0: There's just nothing better than high level sport when there's a lot on the
1: line. Seriously. That, that makes it huge. Like not just prize money for one thing, but like when there's a, there's history of winning something major, like a made like the tournament. Like, yeah.
0: And you know, like when you're watching the sporting event, what makes it is like, if you know that person or that team's life is about to change. Oh yeah. That's when it's like, if it's a super bowl, the Olympics masters golf Tournament, what, like whatever it is, that's what world cup of soccer that's what makes sport incredible is, you know, like if they win, their life has changed.
1: They're not going back to their old, you know, Davenport, Iowa, you know, little apartment they, they these guys are, you know, upgrading to, I don't know, Rolls Royces and mansions, <laughs> but not just that, They're even just like are. the prestige of like winning such an iconic tournament and stuff like that. It's like the rainbow stripes in BMX. Like people, people aren't worried about what you're winning prize money for us. That that is what it is, but they know you're winning the rainbow stripes and everyone in the sport knows how iconic those are.
0: Speaking of iconic, ProGate Europe. ProGate's been around since the turn of the century in BMX racing. All the biggest events have been on ProGate Europe. Winning starts the great gate. Get yours today.
1: Gotta get it today. I'm just gonna throw it out there. We're gonna chat a little older later. Everyone that won and's older, guess what kind of gate they practice on? Pro Gate Europe. It's not a coincidence.
0: No, it's really not.
1: Gotta get yours um, today.
0: Happy to say I'm going to the Chilliwack National. The official yearly, I would say it's the kickoff to BMX in Canada pretty much every year. It's like the first kind of big race in Canada. So yeah, start to go to the season opener beginning of May.
1: I think that's safe to say it is. Yeah. Yeah. BMX doesn't really get started until the first big red barn race of the year, Chilliwack normally. What do you, is it normally in April? It is like a late April, early May, right?
0: Yeah. They usually have it in April, May. Yeah. April, May range. range.
1: Yeah. Cause I know I yeah. feel like it's from sometimes it's been tough to, you know, it was tough to train outside of that time. You're, you're still squeaking in what you can coming off the winter sports. Yeah. Good little race. Uh, Good little race we have here in Canada. <laughs> yeah,
0: Fun little hometown race or not little, but fun hometown race. Stoked to uh, see the BMX, um, BMX Canada community and yeah, coach my guys there and it'll be a fun weekend.
1: It's nice that they have the series going for Canadians because obviously it was gone for a little longer than like the USA series was when COVID hit Yeah, and it, it is kind of like the staple for the West coast of racing BMX in Canada. Like it's just what you do,
0: man. It was a tough go for BMX in Canada during COVID. I mean, everyone was affected you know, in some, some way, obviously USA BMX got back going, I think that summer mm-hmm. from what I remember in 2020, but man, in Canada, it was closed like all of 2020. 2021 was still like not a whole lot going on from what I remember. Right.
1: No, it's still, it's still my, yeah. Struggling. Yeah. Um, we had like so anyway. national champs and that was like the, I, one of the only races I feel like that happened.
0: Right. There was no BMX Canada series 2021. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Correct. Last, yeah. So yeah. stuff yeah. stuff for the riders to have a, a really good series to race. Yeah.
1: Um, Stoked that you're going there. You know, a lot of your riders are going to be there. Great. Get to coach them. Awesome. Love that. Did you, so shout out to Nick Valencia. Um, he hooked the boys up with some Chipotle when I was in Rock Hill, but I don't think you got yours yet because you didn't, you don't use your messenger. Your, your Facebook messenger thing is just non-existent.
0: I do. No, I do use it. Like people mess me there all the time. I, I do use Facebook messenger, although I ha, I got to check it every day, but Perhaps it went to requests. And it, it did.
1: Cause that's where I think I had to find it at first too. So you need to go in there. You got a free Chipotle from our boy. Can
0: you fucking <laughs> There's a free Chipotle waiting. For
1: <laughs> I could, I could have taken both. I could have just taken both of them and not said anything, but I'm a nice guy too. Yeah, I, I made sure I didn't. So you can so check. Let me, now.
0: let me just check right now while we're
1: on. <laughs> me, me and Nick were having a, you know, discussion in that group chat that you were in. James but, and Nick. Yeah. James and Nick. Yep. You met that's the one. We're discussing our whole in and out uh, Chipotle thing, but yeah, basically you found it? Wow, you sent two codes. Which code did you take? The bottom
0: one, the one you favorited?
1: Uh, I pr- I think I probably used the one I favorited, but just screenshot both of them now and use I probably used the one I favorited. Wow. Or I used the top one, so that's why I mean, I don't know. But anyways, just take a
0: screenshot of both of them in the same screenshot or just one?
1: Uh, just one.
0: Okay, well, like, how do you just take a screenshot of this one? I just click on
1: it and then screenshot it and then click the
0: Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) I did see this. I meant to say this on last week's show, but it's one of those things every now and again, we just start talking and then you pass something, you forget about it the whole show. So I need to bring it up now.
0: Wow. Why did he do it?
1: Just an awesome guy. Some people are just great humans in this world. He's one of them.
0: Thanks so much. I can't wait for my (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Now you're smart>. <laughs> <laughs> legend you get a live well, reply say- on
1: the show so you know you're going to be a little biased next time we uh we talk about the you know, in and out chipotle debate
0: a good chipotle is really good there's just the last few times i had the one by my house the one by my house like i've said is well documented it's just terrible i don't know what it is i've gone three times and it's been bad each time i, I go at like six month intervals thinking yeah i know fuck it like it's probably it's Gotta be good this time, just
1: never is. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're probably like, you know, got some new staff in there. They're probably doing a lot better now.
0: And then every time after I go, I'm like, why did I go there? I knew it's not. I knew it wasn't good.
1: are <laughs> so convenient.
0: So yeah, I'm pretty. I'm probably set to go. I'll, I'll just go to a different.
1: Yeah, fair enough. That's probably smart.
0: Yeah. Um. So I wanted to bring this topic up because I see people post about it all the time on Facebook or just you know however, and you know when people a lot of people say like make BMX fun again, or, you know, we should just be racing flats and like, it's not, it's not fun anymore. It's gotten too competitive. I find that to be really interesting because for one, like we're a racing sport. So literally the goal of the sport is to go as fast as you can from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. which naturally, if you have a racing sport, it's extremely competitive. Like racing sports are the most head-to-head competitive sports, I think in the world. And for me, because like I love competition and I'm extremely competitive and intense, like that's the thrill I got out of BMX racing is is truly just how competitive and cutthroat and like stressful it is. Like obviously you don't enjoy the feelings of being like anxious or, or nervous or whatever, but I kind of love the, I always like live for the adrenaline rush of being up there for a big main or a semi with a lot on the line or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's interesting, like some people obviously don't like that feeling or ride for different reasons. Totally get it. But I find that, I find that interests me, that, that kind of outlook. They don't think that's fun. Yeah. Like like going as fast as possible or being incredibly competitive in those. You know what I'm getting at?
1: Yeah, I do. It's kind of interesting dynamic because we're, we're in a sport that has very, it has a lot of different variety of how you can participate in it and how you can mm-hmm. enjoy it where other sports like um like hockey, obviously you can, you know, you could just do skate around hockey, you know, you know, stick and puck, whatever. But like you, people enjoy hockey by playing games, meaning like there's beer leagues, there's, you know, adult leagues. You're always playing Mm -hmm. a game to enjoy it. Our sport is Mm -hmm. very different. If yeah, I never really thought about it, but there's obviously high competitive racing. There's people that, you know, just like to be at the races riding social aspect, but there's also Mm -hmm. like the people that just like to ride and they're just riding to enjoy riding their bike. Or like, it's like they're, it's not a, it's not that it's a skate park or they're trying to do freestyle, but it's like, they're enjoying BMX at its most basic form. I guess you could say, is that, is that kind of thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's I like, think- there's different levels to it, I guess, in our sport more, more so.
0: Totally. And it, like, if people just want to ride and not race and they love that, like power to you, I think that's awesome. But our, our, you know, our sport is racing. So whether you're racing at the Olympic level or you're racing at a local level, like it's still, still competitive. You know, like it's, it's just naturally by the rules of the sport, a competitive sport. Um, so it's like, well, if you don't like the racing part, maybe you don't like the sport, like you like riding, but I, I, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I get where you're coming from a little bit. Like a lot of times you get some people that like to maybe throw jabs at the new school racers who like to train, like they like to put work in and it's like, they like training more than they like riding their bike. But that's part of the sport that they're in, where it's high competitive, like high performance. You're going after, you know, split seconds here and there. And like trying to find those split seconds and then put them into a real life situation like a race is the excitement and the fun. Like that is enjoyable. And then feeling those nerves on a start gate, like you said, like that's, there's a lot of fun in that. Obviously, it's stressful, but like the feeling of going through that and being able to come out on top or, yeah, come out on top for your own level is really, fun and exciting. And then there's, but there's some people that kind of hate on that and they like to, you know, Oh, I mean like, Oh, why are you training so hard? Just, you know, just ride your bike, have fun. It's like, well, there's different kinds of fun I think for different people. Mm. And like, I think, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I think a good example of someone who's done both is like, you look at Nick long, Nick was a guy who just trained and wanted to go really fast and win races. I thought always, but now mm-hmm. he's kind of switched the other way. He just likes to ride his bike, but he still races. Cause he enjoys racing, but like there's the mm-hmm. different levels and it's like, People that hate on the the guys at the top is like, why, like, why are you hating the guys that like to train and just work hard? Like they're trying to get the most out of themselves because they enjoy that, you know what I mean?
0: Totally. Yeah. It's, it's weird that it's, that that's almost like looked down upon from some people because that's, they're the people that are training hard and like working to be faster at the races, no matter what level they're at, because they love the thrill of competing and battling against each other. And I was the exact same way. Like me personally, I don't think it's fun to just go to the track and ride. Like, I don't think it's fun just to ride. Like, I, I just, what I loved about the sport, what I got out of it personally was just being extremely competitive, going as fast as I could, trying to beat everyone. Like, that's what gave me the thrill. And then if I don't have that, like, I feel like I'd go to the track and be kind of lost. Like, well, what am I, what am I doing here? If I'm not like working towards that. And so that's like personally, that's how I was wired. Um, and I think, you know, if, if people don't, I mean, don't wanna like, be that competitive in racing and want to ride for fun totally okay but i don't think it, it shouldn't be like i don't think it's it means that the sport isn't fun because the sport is racing and competitive by nature i
1: think yeah no 100 percent. i think you are unique like there's i think i would i would i would almost say there's probably more people out there on the other side of your end where they're like mm-hmm. although they like racing and competing they probably like just going out and riding their bike more because i'm the older i've gotten i uh, I've kind of gone bo- i've gone both ways very much so where it's like i very much enjoy the competing trying to get the most out of yourself pushing yourself to the limit try to find that edge but i love being able to go to a track like the beginning of a track session to me is sometimes the most fun when you're dicking around with yeah, different yeah. lines you're kind of yeah. playing a miniature game of bike without kind of keeping score or keeping track of who's winning and you're just throwing out the most random lines like i love that part too so i'm on both sides i i think the pro the where you're probably seeing people, you know, maybe hate on the the high performance side is they're not at the level that you were. There's less people at that level in the world than there will ever be compared to other people. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but I think even people, like even people aren't at the highest level, they love the, like they're it's it's like they love the self-improvement and and competitive aspect you know it's like even beer league hockey it's like my dad's played beer league hockey his whole life but i think he loves playing but it's because even at that level it's still competitive it's just a different level of competitive
1: yeah you know 100
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah like i talked to you see different parents or uh, you know older older people who have kids but they still like to stay in a sport and stay active and sometimes you're like, man, why you why do you wake up at 6 a.m. to go get that morning run in or something or get that morning gym session? in other than like the physical exercise is great, but they're like, oh, like I I just want to I want to improve myself. Uh, let's be real. Let's like a CrossFit. CrossFit's got a lot of older people that really push themselves in the gym, and a lot of us sometimes look at them and be like, what are they doing? Like, how are you just going to the gym pushing yourself so hard and for what? It's like they like yeah. to see self improvement. Like that's that is like that's people enjoy that like in sport especially because get into that next level dude look at us in golf if people saw how hard i fucking (laughs) practice golf on the side we grind we grind at this people would be like you guys are a bunch of losers like they probably think that already but it's like i love to see how much further i can get in this sport just by having fun with it and you're right like people do that with bmx for sure
0: yeah and it's like that's a perfect example for us like we just play golf recreationally but I could go and work on my putting for an hour. I just love to see how good I can get at something and how much I can improve and like work towards a goal of shooting, whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, some people are probably wired that way and some, some people aren't, and that's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a difference though. Like I, it's tougher to probably find people that are in the middle that like both sides of it, it's probably easier to find people that are kind of one way or the other, would you think? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty fascinating to see like who like why people do the sport mm-hmm. and what they get out of it it's really interesting if you see like who's ultra competitive who's in the middle who's maybe on one side or the other it's and the, you know they can everyone can be successful also it's interesting
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's wild to think but like, i was just thinking about like the freestyle side like bmx is very diverse in the sense the same style of bike is used for freestyle too you know bmx freestyle park street um, whatever it's very different like there's in their sport as well, freestyle, they probably struggle or see that same thing where there's guys that just ride to make video parts and push themselves and just have fun. But Then there's the guys that are just there to compete. They're probably not riding their bikes for fun. They're not going to the skate park or trying to find a set of trails to have fun. They're just like, I need to train now. Like I need to learn how to do this trick for this competition.
0: Yeah. And even if, if it's racing freestyle, whatever, you don't get to be world champion, Olympic gold medalist, or whatever, if you're not a fucking killer. Like, they're killers in freestyle race, no matter what.
1: Yeah. That is, you always see that with some athletes, too, that people like to act a little casual. Sometimes I, sometimes people don't like to show how competitive they are or how much they care. You want to talk about a guy that doesn't like to show how much he cares, Brooks Kepka, golfer. I mean, to me, people know who he is. Like he, does, He's Mr. Cool Guy. He doesn't always like to show how much he cares, and that you see that in all sports. But it's like, you know, deep down, he loves the grind. He loves the trying to compete, which he does say he likes to compete. Same thing with BMXers. Like, this people kind of don't show it all the time, but they love competing. We, we all probably got into or stayed in this sport because of that reason.
0: I love when people show or are honest about how much something means to them. Like as an athlete, I think it's really cool to see how, what it means to certain people, whether whether they're successful at it that day or they don't have their day and they don't win or whatever. I think it's. I think that's what makes it exciting like if you see someone do something on tv and sport and they huge celebration they're crying or or if they're just absolutely devastated like you really feel those emotions with that person and that's what makes it that's what makes it amazing to watch and feel like a huge deal
1: yeah you feel like you have so, like not a connection to the person but you can understand not even understand you just there's something yeah, there's you, a little more deep, feel like feeling. you live
0: it with them, especially if you're rooting them for hundred yeah,
1: percent. Yeah. That's like, you know, you're, you're cheering for them. Like, damn, they, they did care about this. Like, man, like this, this hurts. Like they're hurting. I'm hurting.
0: Yeah. And do you find too, because like we've gone through extreme highs and lows in our sport when we watch another athlete and when we see the highs and lows, like I really feel it. Like if they have, if they feel devastated and they're just crushed, like I, I just think back to a moment where I felt like that in BMX and I just feel like the same emotion. Well, not the same motion but you know
1: what i mean yeah you get a sense of uh feeling for it yeah I, I i'm trying to think if i really do when's the last time i was watching a sport that i truly got like happens to me all the time i
0: guess i felt like really bummed for brooks yesterday and i, I yeah i felt sad for him yes yeah see, i didn't give
1: i was rooting against him so fuck brooks. <laughs> <laughs> like i, I was right in the high of john <laughs> ram i was living um uh, but no maybe like the like when the bangles lost and you know I jokingly like to, you know, I like to joke about it. You know, they got screwed. They're still under protest. It is what it is. But I was like, dude, that's a sinking feeling. You just feel like, man, what, what just happened?
0: Side note, Ravens just signed Odell Beckham Jr. Um, <laughs> that sucks. If we have to Lamar, no end zone is safe.
1: Dude, that guy's just a, he's a loose cannon. He's just a, I don't want to say, uh, he's just bad for a team, dude. What team is he bad? I don't on that not think been it's good. It's he's not better.
0: his fault. I don't think it's Lamar's fault. He, says he wants more guaranteed money, and the Ravens don't want him to pay them <sighs> as much guaranteed money.
1: Yeah, you want a guy that wants more guaranteed money. That's he really wants to play football.
0: Speaking of insanity, its that's the only sport where the money isn't fully guaranteed.
1: I do agree that's insanity, too.
0: He's like Tyree though. Of- Dude, he's like, Dude, he's in like a sport, Kyrie. Like, in a sport like football and the money's not guaranteed, that's terrifying.
1: It is because let's be real. You are you're getting injured during the year is going to happen regularly. Yeah, so. that's going to happen. He's like Kyrie though. Your team was decent. You know, your your quarterback was awesome. He got injured last year, which sucks. So the team didn't do his great. But now you're bringing a guy and you think is a superstar. But he's every time they go to a team, it's just like bad press, bad vibes in the locker room. You need a good locker room. It's a team sport. He does not it. I don't think he's it one bit. So first of all, it's a phenomenal football team. <laughs> <laughs> if Lamar didn't get hurt,
0: we'd probably win the Super Bowl last year or make a good run. Sign, fucking pay the man, keep him in Baltimore.
1: Uh, you need him. You need, a, you need a good QB. He's it to me. He just needs to stay healthy. He is it. I got a, I got a question from the chat here, actually from our boy, Mitchie. Um, he said, what's your thoughts on people going to the gym before racing and or the next day?
0: Uh, like how, before racing day of, or day before, or what are we talking about?
1: I guess it depends. I mean, yeah, it's a good question. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think here's I mean, the thing when it, what, nothing, go on when it comes to peaking for a race, you really, it's a bit of trial and error. So personally, like some riders, I would always do a stim lift, like or stimulation lift, probably two days before practice. So, say it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday race. I would do it Wednesday. And it's just a light lift to stimulate your nervous system and your body for the race weekend. So personally, I loved it. Me and Connor trained together for years and we both worked with pH. So I would usually do one Connor didn't often do one. And we both had, that's how we kind of got the maximum out of ourselves. I've also done one on the Thursday or even the morning of racing lighter, but have done that also. So it really depends. You need kind of need to see if it works for you or not. If you feel like you need it, maybe it'll be beneficial, but if you feel like you don't need it, it probably wouldn't be beneficial.
1: Do you like it? I was a fan. Yeah. I like staying active, yeah. but actually when I get older, I was okay with chilling more. I think I got in my head before when I was younger, but oh, I can't chill. I need to stay active and get ready ready to go. The older I got like in the last couple of years, I guess it's just, I was more okay with just whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like me, like I was okay with resting more and just coming in a little more fresh versus more, st- you know, ready to go.
0: Yeah. Yep. So yeah, to sum up, it is a good idea if it, if you find that it works for you. Yeah.
1: Um, I got another, our next kind of debate topic is this one was me and my dad were talking about after, after the masters yesterday, um, when it comes to race action specifically, do you think having prize money like the masters, like these golf tournaments where there's millions and millions of dollars on the line, do you think it would change BMX racing specifically? Not everything around it. Not like the, not the spectators, not the sponsors, like the race action on the track. Do you think it would change?
0: So for those people that don't know the winners of the master, the winner of the master's made like three and a half million or something. And then it goes incrementally down from that. So an, uh, an absurd amount of money for a tournament or whatever. So basically the be the equivalent, because if they like in golf, you play two days, if you're lower half, you get cut. If you're, they basically take the top 50 for the weekend, say, and then 51 to hundred get cut and go home and don't make any money. So basically be the equivalent to, in BMX, if you get moto you make nothing. And if you make it out of motos, you make the quarter, you at least make like 50 grand. Yeah. And then if you win, you make like three and a half million. It would basically be the equivalent. So I'll say for that, probably not. I don't think it changes because first of all, it has to, you have to be competitive to get into the prize money like range, into the payout. And naturally, people do sport and people are successful in our sport because everyone's extremely competitive and wants to be the best and wants to beat people and show everyone that they're the fastest. So I don't actually think it would change. I think it may change at some point, like if you're in like, if you're in fifth and, and someone's in fourth, maybe you don't try and pass them in the main or something, you know, but generally, like, I don't think it would change anything, but so Live Golf, another golf tour, is get pays their guys a salary and it's guaranteed money and an absurd amount of money. So I will say, if there was all of a sudden a BMX league where it's like, yeah, you just race these races, 12 races a year, and you're gonna make five million dollars a year regardless of how you do. There's just basically bonuses, prize money if you do well. I don't think it changes a ton. Like I think, or I, I do think it changes a ton. Sorry. If there's like guaranteed money and you're already making millions and it's kind of just like the races don't mean a whole lot, I think you I don't think you don't try. Like, I think you try, but I don't think you really give a shit. Like if you get seventh or second, if you're already making millions and it's guaranteed, I think it becomes very less, very much less competitive.
1: Interesting. I like it. My initial jerk reaction when my dad asked me the question yesterday was, I don't think racing would change somehow. Like I think, I think we're all crazy enough and we have just disregarded money for way too long, knowing that we're not (laughs) going to get any, that we're already riding to an insane level for the amount of money that's up for grabs, so I think it would be tough to go any further with the race action to to get any more wild just by putting more money up the line. Like I don't know what other moves, what other blasts could be made. Like we have, I mean, fucking Rock Hill, this guy, we're we're blasting a whole fucking B main for two hundred dollars. I mean, you're gonna that's <laughs> that's the that, that's as bad as it gets. I mean, like meaning like if there was millions of dollars, yeah, you're gonna do that move, but there's nothing what else are you going to do kind of thing? Like there's not more. It's like, I think we're already like, I don't think racing would change. I think it's just as intense. I don't think people would go softer either because they're going after every little bit of money they can.
0: Yeah. I think it stays the same like world cups, world championships or competing for USA BMX titles. I think everyone would stay hungry and everyone would just be, living in a much bigger house and driving a nicer car. But I think, I think they the racing stays the same, but if it's like a live golf model where it's just guaranteed money and you just race 12 races a year and you're fucking making $20 million regardless. Yeah. It's not going to be as competitive. No chance. Yeah. Like, why would it?
1: That's a good why I, I wasn't really thinking about that when you said it, because I was kind of, you know, having a little burp issue. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I agree, though, that part's true, because it's like, at that point, you're like, I'm already making millions, I'm not going on this turn on the inside to slide out, get some road rash, get some bruises, get banged up when, you know, I'm just I could just cruise around here, get my little bonus check. that really doesn't mean anything, because I already have millions in the bank. Yeah.
0: But then it becomes a point where it's like, is that even satisfying? Like, if you're like does that even matter then like if you're part of the reason you do sport is for self satisfaction to prove yourself see how fast you can go all the stuff we were talking about at the beginning of the show yeah so it's at that point it's like well if you're just making a lot of money yeah like making the millions of dollars would be amazing don't get me wrong but then it's like are you really fulfilled by that
1: no because everyone at the the top still goes after the accolades that's going to implement themselves in the sport like it's going to make you know their destiny or everyone's going to remember them for what they won, not the money they made. So it's like, yeah, you you look at all the other sports that make a salary crazy millions of dollars, hockey, baseball, basketball, like they still want, they're still hungry. They still want championships because that's, what's going to leave their legacy.
0: Yeah. And I think the difference in NHL or NFL or any of those other mainstream sports is, yeah, you're, I mean, besides NFL, your money's guaranteed for your contract in NHL, NBA, or whatever. If you sign, five years at $10 million a year, you're going to make that. But the difference is there's so much history in those, in those leagues, like every team or every guy wants to win a championship. And also like, if you're not performing, there's plenty of guys that'll take your place in a heartbeat. So you're constantly fighting for your position. So I think that's a big carrot for those guys to keep going as well.
1: Yeah, that's tough. Like they, they know that they're not, that money's not coming in constantly. Like the live guys, I mean. Although it's like they gotta play for it too. Some of those guys know that they don't have to do much to keep those contracts. Like the top level basketball players, hockey players, those guys that are on their heels that if they start playing shit, somebody's gonna take their place.
0: There needs to be some sort of carrot. It's like in business, like if you don't perform in business, your company doesn't make as much money and you could lose everything. Or if you're a work if you work for a company, you don't, you know, perform or you don't do your job, you're gonna get fired. Like there needs to be a carrot for people to work hard, I think.
1: I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. There needs to be. Yeah. On the other hand of this question, like if there was no money up for grabs at races, people were just getting, you know, finding a way, getting paid by companies just to go there. Weren't really making a living off it. How much would racing change then? Do you think people are still making money from sponsorship? I'm trying to decide when I ask this question, if they're still making money or if they're just getting by with like the sponsor just pays for them to go. Let's say it's like, you know, what is it like lacrosse league where they, those guys have regular jobs during the week and then the team's just base let's say the teams just fly them out to come compete for their team. So the, a team will fly you out to go race this race in the weekend. And then you go back to your regular life during the week.
0: I think people still do it. Cause people like us humans, we love sport and we love competition. So I think, yes, people still do it.
1: Yeah. I kind of felt so too.
0: Yeah. Cause people, yeah. Like people, yeah, people do that already. So.
1: True. And I also, like that is kind of it. And like, also sometimes those sports get way more intense when there's no money and it's just passion. It's just love or hate in the game.
0: Yeah, it's true. Cause then like, why else are you there? Really? If you don't love it, you die hard. Like, why would you do it if you don't absolutely love it?
1: Yep. Got to. Nothing more to it at that point. You're not making money off it.
0: No. (laughs) Um, so if we get into Zolder a little bit, um, Man, there's been a lot of races that's older over the years. Wait till you be, wait till that, you know, that inspired me for a question for our game at the end of the show. I don't know if you saw that. Don't, don't peek yet.
1: I won't but, peek. I'm not peeking. I, I mean, I scrolled over it, but I'm not looking. So I'm not peeking.
0: Uh, one of the big stories from the weekend is young Laura Smulders didn't, didn't win or podium either day. So we're currently monitoring the situation. It's very fluid. Um, <laughs> I hope to have some more answers soon.
1: Very fluid, ever-changing situation. She's been going through a tough winter. They haven't had the conditions that she'd like to be training in. So, um, keep your keep holding that stock. Keep holding. What the stock. Do,
0: what do you mean she we, she hasn't had conditions she like? I, I don't
1: think the winter. I think they've had a tough winter in Holland. I think.
0: I mean, uh, like terrible weather.
1: I think so. Like rainy, snowy, cold weather. I think. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just, I'm going off what I, you know, a brief little text I got a while ago saying, oh, shitty weather, weather lately.
0: <laughs> if there's one thing us humans like to do, it's just bitch about the weather. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's never perfect. Eh? It's
0: never good enough. You know, the, the worst people in the world are the people in Vancouver who fucking complain all winter about the rain, which, you know, we all do because the rain sucks. But then, then the, then the sun comes, it's finally hot and beautiful. And then they bitch about the heat. Oh, it's, it's like you, you're, you bite your tongue. We just had six months of rain and you're going to complain about the, about the sun
1: it's Like you shut up now, like, this is fantastic. Yeah. You're sweating right now. You're hot. Good. Enjoy it because it come winter time. <laughs> you're not going to see the sun for a couple months and you're going to be cold, gloomy and miserable.
0: Um, the other smolder sister, young Merrill, she's, she was hurt. So she didn't race. So that's pretty. On par with the previous year. She's usually injured around this time. Doesn't race in the spring. Mm-hmm. Kind of ramps it up for the world champs. Podium. She'll medal at the world champs. tick off a couple more podiums for the world cups. Call it a year.
1: People, the girls got to be warned for world champs already. Like this is the stamp exact, it. exact incident that they need to be warned for.
0: Yeah, this is, the, this is the trend. So she's going to, Meryl. Yeah. She's going to grab a couple of world cup podiums. She's going to medal at the Worlds. So stamp it, medaled at the world's um, and have a good year.
1: Pretty simple as that. I mean, may, might as well just chalk up her funding now for, you know, world championship funding, whatever that is.
0: You said prize money can sometimes take a while to go through. It's got to go through the Federation. So you might as well just start it off now, send the, send the third place prize money from the world's this year through the Dutch Federation. Just let her have it now because you're just wasting time. You We're know? Just, you
1: it's silly to hold it any longer, right? You're just, gonna, you know, it's, it's dumb. Come on, get it out there, get it to her. She needs it now.
0: Wild scene with Eddie the first day, hit, smoking, turning an instant left and smoking the starter on the Supercross Hill. Never seen this before in my life. I'm going to be honest, I didn't even realize it was Eddie like when I first saw it. So 15 posted the video, and then I noticed the dude in lane eight smoked the starter right off the start, just instantly turned left. And I was, no one, no one in the comments was mentioning it. And I was like, did no one real, did no one see the guy in the eight just fucking jackknife left? That was, that was, that was pretty crazy. And dude, I felt for him, man, that sucks. Like you make it, you make the main and everything and then you don't even get to race it basically, which really sucks. So I feel for Eddie, that's brutal. Um, I rewatched it a bunch of times. I don't know if he hit it or his foot just came off, but then I saw he commented, I don't know if it was on our video or somewhere else, but I guess his, like he went to do his gate and his rear foot when he when it came up for his pedal stroke, it just kinda like flew off the pedal, like it wasn't clipped in. So that blows.
1: Dude, that it sucks. Instantly, I, I saw that comment or I saw him mention it too. Instantly came out of his pedal, like didn't even didn't even get his first crank like a quarter of the way around before that thing blew off. That's the worst feeling because you didn't get to participate in the race. Like you were just there in the main, probably feeling pretty good about how he was racing, and you just Gate goes. You kind of do that number, and then it's like, cool, the race is done. I didn't get to do anything. That's bonus. I will say. It's
0: the guy shouldn't be standing in front of the gate. I think because, for instance, if you're if you're in lane eight or even outside lanes, and you're looking at the lights, you have that guy in your field of vision. And what if he moves or does something? Which chances are, I'm sure it's happened quite a bit. Like he could distract you. Or he could make you flinch. Like I think the officials should stand behind the behind the gate, I get, they probably are to make, to like, see everyone, whatever, but you can see everyone from behind the gate and that way you're not going to distract the guys in the start.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Like I, he's obviously not like way ahead of the gate. He's just basically a tire, like maybe where the gate drops, but he's mm-hmm. definitely in the vision in your field of view when you're looking at the lights. And then I gotta say, normally they're pretty good. Cause the people that are doing the gate have at least, I mean, at these races, a little experience, so they understand, okay, shut the fuck up and stay still. But when you get a person that really doesn't understand every, like, normally it happens in the motos and they get yelled at, but somebody moves, like it makes a big difference. Like you gotta, you gotta, like, don't do a thing.
0: You know, it's crazy. Just made me think of, it's funny. if like, sometimes, like I remember being in lane one at some World cups and some rounds, dude, the camera guy sometimes would crouch right in front of you, beside you and just hold the camera literally uh, two feet from your bar end.
1: That's it's nuts. They get so close. They used to get uh, really close. Hey,
0: super close. I feel like they don't do that much anymore, but they used to like literally or film like your head and they'd be a couple feet from your head.
1: Yeah. Do you do you think this is one thing in sport like um in a lot of sports they put up with stuff to when it comes to just, you know, being a high paid on TV sport. I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't. But is this something like having a camera guy that close? Like that's something you just have to put up with if we want to be cool? Like yeah, if we want to be sure. on like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100% there's some things you got to put up with. I think if it's a problem, like if the camera guy's moving all over the place, like during the games that's a problem. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, you have like if a camera guy's standing next to you and still and just filming, then too bad. I mean, you want to be on TV and be a high level sport, Olympic sport. That's it's part of it. And like personally honestly, like I never complained. It's just, it's part of it.
1: It is, yeah. I will say though, and the counter to that is kind of just talking out loud. That angle, when I see that angle, I, I'm like, what am I, what are we doing? I don't want to see this. I can't see shit from just looking at guys' tires or handlebars. Like, yes, give me at least the in front view or like far corner. So I can get a, a gist of like, whatever, what happens to everybody.
0: I think the in front, like the diagonal view where you can see the full guy in lane one is is good, but yeah.
1: Yeah. If you can get all of it, if you get all of the guy in lane one, it's just like, they have to switch oh, the yeah. camera instantly because like, it's cool. Like they snap and then oh, it's yeah. like, all right, now I need to see the hill. I can't see shit. What's going okay. on?
0: If you, if you see the full guy in lane one, I think it's good. Like they used to do that. Yeah. Our, from what I remember, the World Cups last year, like they don't do that really close to the grip shot anymore, and then pan out. Like they do the whole gate, from what I remember, and it's much better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is better.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, we got kind of got a little off topic there.
1: Mariana. Um,
0: yeah, Mariana winning the second day.
1: She's just um, she's just the goat. I mean, he's the goat.
0: Not much you, else to be said. I think second, first day, I want to say. Yep. Yeah. One on the weekend, going to be 32 this year. Just a fucking living legend.
1: I saw like your little post about it on chatter. Even like Sarah Walker was like, Yep. <laughs> it's like straight up. Yep. Yeah.
0: She's just the goat, like literally the goat.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's incredible. She's still finding ways to just perform against these youngsters in great fashion.
0: Her husband, Vincent Paliward, third um, in elite men on Saturday off the Supercross Hill. He's, he definitely did retire last year though. Definitely <laughs> retired. He's definitely still retired, but Vinny third in the league, man. Fucking great result. Dude, retired Vinny. I mean, you could argue that retired Vinny might be better than, might be better than racing Vinny.
1: <laughs> retired like, Can we put the stats of retired Vinny's career up against, you know, racing Vinny's career and see what we're working with? Because I mean, with the time frame of retired Vinny from this past year to the, let's do like a year before. I mean, it's, it's battling itself. It's pretty close.
0: Yeah, retired Vinny has some fucking pace right now. He's hit a podium in France for really this year, just got off the Supercross Hill, down on the box and drifting around, which is a high level. I mean, what's, we talking World Cup podium next? What are we looking at? <laughs> I mean, he can't, we can't, see. It's not, it's not like he's not going to race Toppendall now. I mean, of course he's going to race Toppendall.
1: Dude, what are the odds he raced the World Cup this year? Straight up, honest to God, does he race a World Cup? 100% he does. <laughs> and why wouldn't you?
0: I mean, he's, dude, why wouldn't you? No, in all honesty, like he's riding fucking great. He looks really fast. He looks like he's in a good mental space. Why wouldn't you? He's riding better than ever right now. Well, yeah, I don't, dude, I don't see why. Vincent's is riding better than ever. So he's, dude, keep going. I love it. Just go for
1: it. And just, I think he just embraces retired Vinny. It's just, this is his tour, retired Vinny tour.
0: You got it. We got to ask Vinny. You got to just hashtag retired Vinny on every caption when you podium.
1: Hashtag retired Vinny.
0: I mean, we're making it. He's making an Olympic push for next year at this rate.
1: At this point he is. I mean,
0: he's battling the top guys.
1: Legit. I mean, Arboleda was in that race. Another Colombian was in that race and he got on the podium. I mean, what else are you going to ask for?
0: Yeah. So good job. Retired Vinny. Good
1: if, luck. If Bodhi was on a, is on a second wind of racing, what wind is this for Vinny? It's like his third wind, at least maybe. His so fourth?
0: Vinny's going to be 33 this year.
1: He's had his like France wind, you know, it's, he was in his, and then he went Colombia, but then he had his like world cup Olympic push. That was kind of a, another wind for him. He just all of a sudden got faster. Now it's like his fourth wind. I feel like
0: he's going to go to a second Olympics next year. It's crazy. Retired, Vinny. Yeah, you, know, you interview him at the Olympics. Yeah, no, I actually retired two years ago. And they're going be like, Why you
1: "Come back!" They're like, no, 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 I'm still retired. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, do you know what the word "retired" means? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm retired. I'm just, I'm just racing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> British boys took care of business as well. Big, uh, Big Quillen the first day, Ross the second day. Um, good job, boys. Man, they look fucking good. Speaking of another another British guy, Kai White came out of the first corner on day one like a fucking missile. Dude. I've never seen, someone. I've never seen so much speed out of a
1: corner in my life. Absolutely incredible. Like, I don't understand, I don't know what he did. Like he got, you know, when you're playing Mario Kart and you hit one of those little speed boosters on the ground, it's like he hit four of them in a row.
0: I know. And it's like, you can't hold on your guy. You can't like react fast enough to the track or the corner. <laughs> you're Opening a wall. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm not surprised. He slid out of the second corner. The track isn't meant to go that fast.
1: Oh, no it's not it's honestly like not
0: Fucking hauling ass i've i i could not believe it it's like yeah it's like it's like in a video game when you hit when you have the speed burst button or
1: you hit the zoomies you saying. hit the little zoomies
0: yeah so i'm not surprised he stood out because holy fuck he was going fast incredible like the ability for him to generate that much speed is i've never seen it from anyone else i don't i don't think i have
1: no i don't think so either that was wild um He's, he is getting some shitty luck when it comes to, uh, trying to win one of these Euro rounds. Cause Zolder, he was about to win it. It looked like against Simon and Simon nipped him at the line. And then, you know, race like this, it looks like he's clear sailing, going to be three bikes ahead by the second turn slides out, obviously going way too fast for Zolder. It is what it is crazy. He needs, he's, he needs to get one of these ones. It's only
0: a matter of time before he starts, I think really ticking these off and wins a bunch in a row.
1: It's wild to me that he gets what looks like a poor snap. Maybe hits the gate, maybe nothing. Maybe that's just a, just had an off gate. But then, because he doesn't get cut off, he just floors it after. It's wild. <laughs> so fast. Yeah, that, and then out that, of the turn, it's that's just give it a little rocket booster pack there. Unreal.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, the only woman we don't, people don't talk about a whole lot is Axel
1: Atien. No, she's... um. Well, you only really see her like twice a year, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't race a whole lot, does she?
1: Unfortunately, I hate to say, but I think her track record has shown like she's extremely fast when she races, but she unfortunately has got some injuries. Like she's crashed and got injured and then she misses a big portion of the year. That's what it always feels like to me. Maybe I'm not paying enough attention, but it just seems like it. But when she comes into a race prepared, dude, she's always flying.
0: It's weird. It's like uh, personally, like I, I like forget to to think about her at, at World Cups or when I'm thinking of what women will do well, and then mm-hmm. she'll get third, and I'll be like, oh, of course, Axel. She's an awesome rider. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I just maybe she's yeah. You may be right. She's not at the races as much or what? But
1: it's kind of wild though. Like she has some serious power and pull down the first straight when she gets going. She like I'm pretty sure I've seen videos of her squatting in the gym, and it's just like three plates. No big deal. Like maybe not no big deal, but it's like three plates is. Is no like little tasks. That's huge.
0: So getting back to the GB guys go. So sometimes people give the GB team a hard time. And like, obviously we've joked about it too, about how they train all the time. At Manchester don't race a ton, whatever, but dude, whenever they show up to a race, they're fucking ready. And like, they, they show up with a purpose to win. Liam was the same way. They never show up they never show up at half speed or whatever. Like they show up ready. So I think there's something to, to what they're doing, obviously.
1: They've got their group in hell of a mindset that they, they are like that where you're right. They don't really, they're not going to races to let's have fun. Let's have a good trip. Let's go enjoy a quick Florida trip with the boys kind of thing. They're right. They go there to perform always. It seems like.
0: Yeah. And I had this question from one of my riders today too. Like they were wondering if um, their race schedules, if they're racing too much or if they should be racing more. And I think that's a, a common trend of people kind of wonder at times. And it, it's really personal. Cause I think if you, if all you do is train, yeah, you're going to show up to a race and be just pipey as fuck. And you're going to be super fast and strong, but you're probably going to be a bit rusty and you're probably not going to, it's going to be more difficult to get into a race routine and, you know, ride a pack, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, if you race every single weekend, for sure, to, your race sense and craft is going to be great, but it's a means to an end. Like if you race every weekend all the time, you're not going to, you're not going to get faster like the people who are training are. So for sure, it's a bit of a balance. And I think you, you really need to find what works for you in terms of preparing, maybe at some smaller races. Like if you want to peak for some bigger races, say going to some, some smaller races just to get ready and obviously battling hard, but kind of just get the race feel and be ready for the bigger races. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a balance, but you, you certainly need to get training time in hundred percent or else you'll at the highest level, you'll get, you'll get left behind.
1: Totally. Yeah. It's a good point. I mean, you often see, I always felt like you watched Liam back in the day and he was very good at if he had a race plan, he'd execute his race plan and he'd go out there and perform mm-hmm. and win and, or even a podium, he'd never know. Um, but he wouldn't be, and this is obviously extreme, but he wouldn't be a Sylvan where, you know, it doesn't matter how he's performing. If Sylvan finds a way to execute, finds a way to battle through, like there's definitely differences. Would you think that's mainly because of like that, that thing where Liam doesn't do many races, he goes there to win and, if, and that's all, where Sylvan is just racing all the time.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, I think Liam was, I don't want to say a one-off, but like kind of special in the fact that he was just so fucking good and fast and such a good starter. Like he could be like, yeah, I'm just going to go prepared, stay in lane one all day, get my best start and sprint away from everyone. Who's going to catch me? And dude, it worked. Like it worked a lot. He won a lot of world cups and every time he showed up, he was really fast. Um, Not everyone has that, has the physical capabilities to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that, that wouldn't work for everyone. Like someone like Sylvan obviously likes to, likes to race quite a bit, but he definitely does train and he does his obviously works hard to improve his strength and speed, but.
1: How yeah. Much, how much do you think it's mental? Like in the sense of like someone like Liam goes into a race knowing he's, pre- he's prepared for this race mentally. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to go. I've trained. I'm good to go. Someone like Sylvan mentally is like, you know, I haven't been racing. Maybe I'm not sharp or he's like, you know. I, all I've been doing is training. Uh, That's great. I feel great, but you know, I haven't been racing. You think there's, there's that aspect to it as well.
0: Yeah. Like personally, if you feel like you need to a few more races to feel good and comfortable and confident in the gate, there's something to that. And I think you need to follow that. Whereas if you feel like, yeah, I can train and I know I'm going to be fine at the race, not a big deal. Then you also need to follow that. No matter what you need to get in the gate on race day with complete confidence in yourself that, you can deliver your best performance. And so if there's a part of you that's gonna be, if you take three months off of racing and just train for the world championship say, and you go in there and you feel like you're the fastest you can possibly be, but there's a voice in your head thinking, dude, I don't feel comfortable in lane four here between these guys in the semi, then you're kind of already beat. Like you need to go there knowing you've ticked all your boxes. So you you need to follow what you feel with that.
1: You know, I know one guy who surprised me and I think he's an anomaly too, is Kai White like he is somebody who you consider a good pack rider. He finds a way to get it done even when he's not hole-shotting and he's not somebody that races often either. He's one of the GB boys who you think we think of that just shows up to the big ones kind of. And they're obviously racing like they raced Verona, now they're racing Zolder, so maybe they're getting more races than now, but I think of him, him as a guy who doesn't race often but clearly doesn't need it cuz when he's when he races he always looks comfortable.
0: Yeah, he does. And so like that might work for him. Like that, yeah. that's a good probably for him. I also think winning's a skill. Like you need to learn how to win at, at smaller races to win the bigger ones. I mean, there are people, of course, who have their first win at a world cup or whatever, but generally like you need to find a kind of a formula and find what works for you to be your best and, and win races first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's valuable to race smaller races before you race bigger ones too.
1: True. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Watching this back and I actually, maybe I've mentioned it before him before, but I'll give him another shout out now. Cause I think it's, he's riding well as um, Ruben Gommers. Dude, he's flying lately. He's on the podium. Pardon me? He's a good rider. Yeah. Really, really good rider. He's been obviously putting the time in him. He's on the podium day two home race. Obviously he's older too. That helps, but he's, I mean, it's not just here. He's been riding well. So I thought I'd give him a shout out. Cause yeah. Impressive.
0: Yeah. Good rider. Good young Euro- European rider.
1: Um, um, th- I like this question too because I've always kind of enjoyed thinking this through or you know, planning for races like to go somewhere different. But do you need to ride a track similar to the one you're going to race at or race? Yeah, at?
0: this is a good one. I think, I mean, yeah, it helps for sure. But I think I've done it both ways where I've tried to ride the tracks that are really similar to the one I'm going to be. And then other times I probably rode like normal tracks, then gone to supercross. I don't know if it makes a huge difference. I mean, theoretically, like if you're going to ride a super flat hill at a race, like if you're, if your race you're training for is a super flat hill, then yeah, like you'd be more beneficial to ride a flat hill than a steeper one kind of thing. But I don't know if it really matters a ton.
1: I agree. I, I started, sometimes I like to think it is, and it's like, all right, let's do something that's similar to what we're going to race on. But sometimes I feel like it's more just the intensity or like the type of yeah track you're racing or oh, racing the supercross. Okay, K we're going fast. Be ready to hit jumps at high speed. Are we hitting the flat hill, slow jumps? Okay. Work on pedal manually. Those are the basic ones, right?
0: Yeah. And I, a lot of training is just mental. Like if you feel like, yeah, I'm riding a track that's exact same as, as the grands, and like, I'm so ready for this race. You go to the grand thinking, yeah. Like I basically rode a very similar track last month and felt great. Then fuck. Yeah. It's probably really beneficial, but if you don't need that kind of affirmation, then I don't think it really makes a difference. So if, if your gates are sharp and your skills are sharp and your conditioning is good and everything. I don't think it matters.
1: The only thing that matters is that you're practicing on a pro gate Europe, because that's the only thing that you're going to get. That's a constant. The only constant you're ever going to get is the gate. Get Get yours today. Although Zolder needs to, they need, they are somebody who sounds like I saw from Simon's post, sounds like they're slacking a little bit on the gate. They need to upgrade. They need to refresh their grip oh do they i think their grip's old they you know older gets a lot of weather a lot of mud a lot of dirt a lot of sand on their tires on the gate when they're training in the rain got to change that grip out it's not a lifetime yeah. grip all right? right gotta change it out keep it fresh
0: um let's get to our game should we get to our game
1: uh let's do it okay
0: so <laughs> i'm gonna ask you a few questions okay and you have to come up with the answers we're gonna do two together and then I'm going to ask you another question.
1: All right. Do you want me to all right. Are we starting the game now. Let me hit the game yes. show music. All right. We have game one second. Yep.
0: Okay. I'm bummed that I just can't hear the game show music for whatever reason.
1: I don't get how that doesn't come through. It's really odd to me too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Question one. Name eight European airline
1: companies. European airline companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Ryanair. Yep. British Airways is that European? Mm-hmm. That that counts, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, KLM. Yep. Um, fucking. Fucking. <laughs> 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 uh, France Airlines. Uh, what what is it? France has their airline. Mm-hmm. You need
0: to say the name properly for to count.
1: Um, Air France. Mm-hmm. So that's four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Air Emirates. Does that count? That's European. I don't think United <laughs> Air. No, that's Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to sneak that one in there. Um, okay. All right. All right. Uh, eight European airlines. Germany. Oh, uh, Lufthansa. Lift terrible. Yes. Lift terrible. That's five. Um, come on, James. Think. Air Italia. <laughs> I have no idea about that. Okay, an no, no, no. Uh, let let me think here. Switching. Uh, Air oh. Italia. Google Air Italia uh, to see. S- no, that's I completely made that up. <laughs> <laughs> it um, might be. There's got to be a. There's got to be an Air Switzerland. Come on. It's got to be a, a Swiss Air Airlines. Swiss.
0: I think it's Swiss Air. Yeah. Swiss
1: Air. Yeah. Okay. Six. That's six. All right. Give me two more James, give me two more. There's got to be like a um, like uh, one from Copenhagen, there's our Denmark, Danish Airlines. Got to be a Danish airline or like a maybe a Swedish airline. What would be a nice Swedish airline? You get some nice Swedish uh people. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing, dude. Oh, no. no. I got nothing. Give me two more. You
0: know, Is one I was thinking Edelweiss Air is one I think that's a Swiss Air. Edelweiss, no chance I would have got that one, dude. Yeah, that's one I think of Scandinavian Airlines also.
1: Uh, that's one just Scandinavian Air, yeah. yeah. Okay, so
0: that's, that's, that's us too, yeah. Pretty good, you did not bad, you did not bad. Um, yeah, there's but every country probably has their own airlines,
1: true. That's that's kind of what I was trying to go at. I just couldn't think Turkish. of Turkish. Turkish Airlines. I think t-
0: uh, Turkey's in Europe,
1: isn't it? Is Turkey in Europe? That's a tough look for asking us right now. That's we should know that. Are we gonna look it up? Is Turkey in I Europe? Think,
0: it's in the no. It's in the Middle East. Okay.
1: Scottish Air. Tom Johnson said in the chat. Sean Leo said.
0: British Air. Oh, you said British Air First Airways. Atlantic. Yeah. All right. Next question.
1: Next question. Hit me with it.
0: How many World Cups slash World Championships has Zolder held?
1: Okay. So World Cups. Are we talking World Cup races or World Cup weekends? Weekends, yeah. Weekends. So there's We're that. not a fucking, a fucking psycho. Here. Okay. Good, 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 good. Oh, so I'm thinking one there. I'm thinking. What name Cup. the year? I think. Um, did it? Damn it. I think 2015 no had a World Cup. Didn't did it. No, it had world championships. I know that, but I'm trying to think. It had a a world championship. I know that, but I thought it maybe had a world cup too. No? No. Okay. So 2016 had a world cup weekend. Didn't it? (laughs) No, it did not. Damn it. All right. Well, 2017 it did. I know that for a fact. Yes. 2017 it did. 2018 it did. 2019 it had a world championships. Did it also have a world cup then? No, I don't think so. That's four. That's four. Um, 20, 21, 22. Um, 2013, I don't think... Yes, and I'm going with the four. That's all I got. That seems so low.
0: Seems extraordinarily low, doesn't
1: it? Wow. Maybe it's all the year rounds it has, but I feel like there's a race there constantly.
0: It seems like there's way more.
1: I think the year's... Well, there's always a year around there, it feels like, if there's not a World Always Cup. a around. There's always a
0: year around, yeah.
1: Mm, that's maybe where we get, we get tricked out. Okay. Question three. When was the first year
0: Papandau had a World Cup?
1: Oh, this one stings and hurts, and I think I know it. It's 2011.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. my fun facts, my first ever World Cup main.
1: Cool. That is a fun fact. First, yeah, and that's one of the most wild tracks ever, so double wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just sick like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right, this one's for both of us. Let's name the top five American BMX racers of all time.
1: Wow, what a question. So you got to go with
0: Connor and Elise.
1: Top five American riders of all time. Connor and Elise, definitely.
0: I think Elise is number one. Yeah. She's won 10 USA BMX titles. Yeah, so Elise and Connor. Yep. Then Um, it gets...
1: it really so, you know, de- it just depends on what you want to classify as better. Like, is World Cup's here's, better? Yeah.
0: Here's where it gets tough, too, is because, like, there's guys like fucking um, Danny Nelson or, like, uh, what's the guy's name? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, no. What's his name?
1: Which one you want? Give me a hint. I can get help you.
0: Old school guy who won. It was like, Pete Longkarevich. He was a legend, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. The jackal, John. Jackal, Pierce, or, um, the lumberjack.
0: Dude, what can I think of his fucking name?
1: Who? Another guy. Of,
0: won multiple multiple USA type. Robert. No, no, no.
1: Are you trying to think of the lumberjack?
0: No. Who's the
1: lumberjack? Um. Is it? Is it not? Is it not? I. I don't want to say it. <laughs> What's his name? why can't I? why do you, so you gotta my... embarrass us like this right now <laughs> come on this is really there are people this listening is... to us right now
0: sound like is... jackasses right now this is really frustrating he's a he's a u.s american legend he's won multiple aba bmx titles i'm dr- i know his name i'm just drawing complete blank can
1: stories. you give me like, like i'm trying to help you let me on help you. a
0: photo with him like i don't know honestly last year
1: last year are you talking about that iconic photo that was
0: I'm starting to get a little pissed off right now that I can't. Can I that just, I'm just,
1: can you just let me go look up the photo? Do you mind? Yes. We're not talking about like any, we're talking about old school, not like mediums, new school, anything like oh, that. Oh, old school. Old school it is. All right. Well, I just want to make sure because we already sound like idiots. So
0: Yes, we do. I can't <laughs> yes, believe we can't think of name. This is really starting to not make me happy.
1: No, I feel like a jackass right now. I don't even know who you're talking about yet.
0: Um. There's also Mike King's, one of them too. I didn't even think of him. Okay, for simplicity reasons, we're going to stay maybe with our kind of era because I <laughs> can't think of this one individual's name.
1: Gary, oh Ellis? my god, I'm talking about Gary Gary Ellis? fucking Ooh. Ellis. You thank ta- you. <laughs> okay. <sorry. laughs>
0: oh my god.
1: That was tough. That's a tough look for oh. the boys, eh? Hey?
0: course i know i know his name i just drew a blank But
1: okay. yeah him all right The thing is we're not
0: super familiar with them because i was kind of before us so unfortunately like we have a somewhat of a recency bias the last 20 years
1: yeah I, I agree i agree so we're gonna so anybody that wants to complain just this is that's what we're doing we're recency bias we're young we're immature we, there was not there's not enough history in our sport
0: i'd say we could just put gary ellis on
1: i mean yeah but i don't know his stats like i'm not gonna be able to confidently say he's his. better than somebody else because I you know all of a sudden the stats no. will say that, but it's like, yeah,
0: I know he's multi-time ABA, like pro winner and per title holder.
1: We got GMO in the chat right now. That's throwing out names, thankfully. And he's helping. So he's giving me some r- reminders of people. So this is good. So let's he go He's got, he's, he's been throwing out some names here. Do You want to know what he said? Hmm. Like, uh, obviously Bubba, Pete, so peel and Karovich, Donnie, Gary Ellis, John purse, KB, Stu Thompson. I wouldn't have thought of Stu. Oh, that was Tom Johnson that threw it. Stu Thompson. So
0: here, I would let's- say Bubba. Bubba, yeah.
1: So let's let's start completely from scratch. Okay, Elise is in there. Connor. Connor, absolutely in there. Bubba to me, in there. Three. Yep. Yeah. We got two more. We got people like Stumpy. We got I. We got KB. I I throw KB in there because to me his riding was just next level good, but it's like, are we going for riding? Are we going for results or stats or what? Well, the thing is, KB is two-time world champion. I mean, he won yeah. the world's twice. Okay, KB's in there. That's four.
0: He never won an ABA title, which is crazy, but he won like a bunch of L titles, so for sure, KB, yeah.
1: KB, so that's kind of like, that's kind of the beginning of my era, let's say, because I'm not going to know the Stu Thompson, the Gary Ellis, John Purse, uh, P. Lunker, I'm not going to know their stats to be able to ravel off just how good they were.
0: Honestly, you could like Corbin could be on the list too. Like he won the world championships. He's won a bunch of world cups.
1: What a what about like um, I mean, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't put her on the list. Dom Daniels, she's not. What about a Kim Hayashi? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know her stats really. I just remember her being like legendary.
0: She's won ABA titles. I can't remember like she. Did she win the world?
1: She won a world championship for, I think so. And I won't bank all my money, but I'd bank a good chunk of money on that.
0: Yeah, I would say she...
1: Hmm. But then you look like, like how can you yeah, not throw Mikey worlds, Day in one of the top guys? But it's like...
0: Winning the worlds is a big one. Like if yeah. you're world champion, uh, that trumps a lot. So I would say Kim Hayashi, yeah.
1: Okay. It's just, dude, they got...
0: depth. Dude, it's insane how many good riders. Like have.
1: how are we not throwing Mikey Day in the top five? You, you want to talk just straight bike riders, top two, Mikey Day, Corbin Sherrod, boom, Kyle Bennett. There's three, like just those are just straight yeah. bike riders. Incredible.
0: It's like, it's like funny when people say American riders don't have skill. It's like, why <laughs> look at, look at those three guys.
1: three of the most skilled, smoothest riders in the world. Or Connor. KB had three KB. GMO says KB had three jerseys. Three, three what, world championships. He had three rainbows. Oh. Maybe I was, I thought he had, t- I thought he had two as well. Gimo, look at that. No, they no, you're right. G-mo. Yeah.
0: no yeah, no, I'm wrong. Yeah. Gimo, you're right. Thanks for correcting me. I appreciate that. Cause he won 2002 and then he won 2003 in Perth and then he won Victoria. seven. So yeah, he won the world's three times.
1: He back-to-backed it.
0: Yeah. He back-to-backed it. Crazy. So yeah, three world championship titles. That's big time.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: So then would you rank the three world championships or would you rank Connor's gold medal? Yeah. So, yeah, Connor's gold medal and three USA BMX titles, I think,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, Connor. Don't don't do this to me right now, dude.
0: We are we are having a tough time with facts right now.
1: Killing me right now, absolutely killing me.
0: I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's three.
1: Okay. All right, I'm just gonna believe you because I don't want to look it up and I don't want to. I'm looking it up. Let's be real. Anyway.
0: Anyway, yeah, that's there's so many people that could be on that list. All right, let's let's move on.
1: Okay, next question.
0: Let's pick the 2024 men's French BMX Olympic BMX team, assuming oh. they get, assuming they get three dudes, which they will.
1: Okay, this is gonna be tough. Joris, I I'll just pick my three just without even talking about it. Okay, go ahead. Joris, Sylvan, Romain. Uh, are you. What about Ren Correll though? shit well that's my you right yeah my you yeah yeah that's
0: yeah that's my three also
1: it's like yeah all right
0: right, i'm gonna put you on the spot for this last one you ready
1: one two yeah ready one two three yep i'm ready just counting titles
0: it's three titles right connor USA. Yeah. yeah yeah all right so i'm gonna name 10 riders here 10 names okay will these names win a world championships in their career you have to say yes or no (laughs) okay ready yep cameron wood yes isaac kennedy yes so i'm gonna be if you say yes to all 10 (laughs) riders okay kai white Yes. Okay. Roman Mahu. <laughs> yeah. You do know you can say no in this <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Diego Arboleda. No. Eddie Clerte. Cedric Booty. No. Arthur. Go on. You know your final answer?
1: Yeah.
0: Arthur Pillard.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was thinking back to one of my other picks. I was like, damn. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, go. No. I misspoke. <laughs> Literally just two options there. You can't even get it right. Come on. You're going
0: no you're going no. Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Okay. Ross Cullen. Oh
1: wow. He's young. No.
0: Quillen Isidore. All oh, right, I didn't have I didn't have women listed, but you want to do a quick woman list too? This this hurts.
1: I don't like doing this. But yeah, let's go, let's do it. I like it. Hit me with some.
0: No, we can we could I only have the I don't have the woman's name on, on tap. Hit me with five. Okay. Okay. Meryl Smolders. No. Um Molly Simpson. Yeah. Um, Peyton Ridenauer. No. Axel Atient. No. Saya Sakakibar.
1: She's so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, when you asked me the question, my first, what I'm trying to decide is, okay. Oh, by the way, I was,
0: I was laughing at your deep in thought look.
1: Yeah, I was deep in thought. I'm trying to think of, like, I try to go through, like, okay, age, what they've done now, so how, how recent, how many, what are their chances it's going to happen in the next five years, let's say, because once wow. it starts going past that, I don't know who's coming up to compete and you know get in the way of this happening
0: okay we'll do a few more zoe clasons yes quick yes i yeah, yeah. i agree um ooh, leah i don't know how to say her name leah Brinjonk. i don't know how to say her the, yeah she won junior women last year at the world's
1: i don't really know her and her writing so no um
0: That's all, that's all I can think of off the top of my head.
1: That's fair. That's tough. I mean, like, cause, okay, let's go through the guys. Cause that's what I can see the list physically. It's tough to pick people. Like I said, I'm going very much like, okay, Cam, Isaac, two guys that just keep getting better and better. Those guys are winning a world title in their career. I think Kai, same thing. Like the, the fact that he's can race to it or get a whole shot. It's going to happen too. Romaine. I think the stars have to align. But I think he's the kind of guy that if, he, if it's the right time, I, I mean, anybody, if it's the right time, is going to win. But it's just like, he's got so much fucking speed. How does he not? And if he gets a whole shot, he's not going to be stopped, in my opinion. You get to Diego Arboleda, someone who has so much speed, but he he's put it together at a World Cup, but it's not like... Dude, when I saw him at the World Championships in practice last year, he was the fastest guy on the track by far, in my personal opinion, just visually watching. He messed up. He was out in early. Like... He just hasn't done it yet for me to say like, okay, that's going to happen. So I don't know. Um Eddie could have won last year. I think Eddie's got potential to win it, but I don't know. It's like we're almost sometimes he almost gets in his own way. He should be a world champion right now. Like he, I think he should be too. Last year I thought he had. Yeah. yeah and I, <laughs> the sure main, that's just the way the main panned out. Yeah. Yeah. So Cedric dude, dude is phenomenally fast. I think if he gets some momentum going, with winning winning races and running up front more than yes but he hasn't done that yet so i don't know pills he's been fast and he's been really fast at world cups but he kind of had that time in 2020 where he mm-hmm. looked phenomenal or and or 2021 and then it's just like okay hasn't done as much lately so it's t- i can't see it mm-hmm. ross i forget how ross how young <laughs> i forget how young ross is so sometimes I think that I got to take that into account when I'm thinking the next 5 years, the guy's going to be around for more than that probably, or could be. Um Big Q I think has this, the speed for it on the some on the days that he's clicking, but once again you just need to see him do it more often to to see it. So It's interesting cuz people like um like Cedric or Ross
0: they're so young. You like we almost haven't seen them ride right enough to really kind of know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean you never really know, but when they're that young, you haven't seen them fully develop or get into their kind of prime yet. So it's, it's hard to say, but it's interesting to think about.
1: If I was going to switch to like a, a yes to a no and a no to a yes on my list, the two I would switch would be probably Romaine and Eddie. Romaine, because he's getting older, he's got the speed, but Eddie's just, you know, he can pipe, he can light one off too. But then I got mm-hmm. Ross too. And I'd be like, dude, if Ross just clicks one together, it's like any of these guys, like they put one together on the right day, the right time obviously you can say that for anybody but the best always do it on the, the times that matter
0: if i was gonna if i was gonna bet on one of those guys to win a world championship i bet on Wood winning a world championship i actually think he with his mindset and the, his the way he rides and everything i think he i think he'll be an olympic champion
1: thanks so, all hey? right
0: yeah like at some point yeah i mean the olympics is such its own like its own thing you know yeah. it's like this there's a lot of shit that has to align to the Olympics once every four years. Like you can have like a couple of world championships or they're every year. So if like you, you're hurt one year or you don't have your best stuff one year, like you get another chance the next year, a lot of stuff, like for sure, you have to be an un- unbelievable rider to win an Olympics or do well at the Olympics. But a lot of stuff has to kind of align in the way like, yeah, you got to be injury free. You kind of got to be peaking at the right time. And you know, like you got to There's stuff that kind of has to align for, for it. But I think, If I was to pick an Olympic champion, I think Cam's going to win the Olympics at some point.
1: Great pick. Yeah, great pick. Yeah. Um, I like this Gmo in the the chat too. YouTube chat was like, I don't think anyone who hasn't won a World Cup is winning the Worlds. When's the last time we had somebody win the Worlds that hasn't won a World Cup yet? It's an interesting take.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a good question.
1: Trying to think back here. 2019. Yeah. 20, We're world, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. 2018, 2018. Had Sylvan won a World Cup in 2018? He had. Yeah, he won a World Cup then.
0: Up all the year before. Yeah, yeah 20,
1: so 2017. Corbin had won a World Cup. 2016. Joris obviously won a, had Joris won a World Cup no, yet I, in 2016. What? In 2016. Had Joris won a World Cup? Oh, yeah. Yet? Doris, no, I think his first World Cup was Pops in twenty seventeen. Crazy, he just got podiums and whatnot before that.
0: Yeah, but I, I think there's, I think there's something to what Gimo said. I mean, yeah, you know, I was thinking, I was actually randomly thinking about this like yesterday. The level of World Cups is so high, but the level of World Championships is just notched up even higher. Like everyone circles that date on their calendar every year, and that's what they're generally peaking for. And the margins are so slim at the world championships. The level is so high and just the difference between the fastest guys and the guys in Moto's or quarters is, is not much at the world champs compared to other races and it's a really hard race to do well at.
1: Yeah, It only happens once a year. You get one shot a year. It's not like you get eight or 10 of them, like the world cups. It's crazy, dude. That's yeah, like, that's NCAA why there's so much passion. That's why it's so cool to watch all of the above.
0: It'll forever be my favorite race of the year.
1: 100%. Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, let's get in some quick shots. I think we got we got plenty, oh, I think. Questions from the grandstands.
1: Those are the ones. Um, I got the first one because I got them too. I'll go from just some other rider. What happened to Eddie Clarete in the gate? He, his foot just came right out of the clip, plain and simple.
0: Yeah. From Torin Sam, what was the best psycho someone has done to you on the gate or in staging?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. What's the best psycho? I don't don't think if anybody's ever played some mind game trick. I don't think I've had somebody play a mind game trick. Maybe in training sometime. Yeah, I haven't really. That's a good question, though. That needs to be done more often.
0: From HPW, what's one BMX trend you're glad isn't a trend anymore? That's a good question.
1: What's one BMX trend you're glad isn't a trend anymore? Um, High seat posts. (laughs) Uh, Oh, those stupid flimsy knee pads that Tor used to wear. Those things were horrific.
0: Those are trash, absolutely. But that was like a trend then. Yeah. putting them in a dumpster and light it on fire
1: yeah that was a trend back then though i will say for sure mm. you got another one sorry what
0: i really think of
1: is there a classic social media trend we can think of that are really annoying People have been pretty good lately there's
0: a, there's a lot of like annoying ones that are still a
1: trend true yeah
0: um sebast 404 who, he's always good for a
1: question from the ground. It's awesome. You know, like, great job. Oh,
0: like Sebas, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Come on. Who would you say is the most
1: influential
0: influential person in BMX history that isn't a racer? Huh, that's a really good question. Who isn't 100%. a racer? Influential? Uh, Yo, like, honestly, you know him? Johan Lindstrom, who, like, started BMX Supercross in the World Cup Series. Like, I didn't, obviously didn't, I didn't agree with everything he did for the sport or like the direction some tracks went or whatever, but generally for like influencing the sport and setting it like on a path mm-hmm. to like the Olympics and world cups and supercross, like he really influenced things.
1: That's a really good one. I didn't really think about that. That's a good one. Honestly,
0: he did a lot of good stuff for the sport. Like he really changed the, the trajectory of the sport.
1: Who got BMX racing into the Olympics? I think Johan was a big part in that. Wow. Okay. So that would be yeah. huge.
0: So someone might correct me, but I, I, I think he was a big part in like creating the BM, like BMX supercross, the world cup circuit, get like kind of getting into the Olympics, all that stuff.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. I, my thought instantly went to somebody like in the BMX uh, industry. I was trying to think of something like that.
0: I was also thinking of like Mike Redman. I mean, he's.
1: Yeah. He's iconic for sure.
0: But yeah. Yeah.
1: Good question though.
0: Yeah. Who's been the most influential racer, you think?
1: Mariana. It's just hard not to see her.
0: Hey, Mariana, too. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm right. um, going to do the next one. I got one. I'll just do it. Yep. From Jono253, is there any benefit to the Supercross Hill being on the outside of the first straight? A lot of people think it's, uh, it's a negative, actually, I think. I personally don't think so. I think if it's built properly on the outside, it's better than when it's built on the inside, but a lot of people disagree and think it's better on the inside.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I don't really care (laughs) one way or the
1: other, if the hills on the outside, oftentimes you get a wide open first turn where people cut in and you can't really do anything from the outside. If it's on the inside, I find the, the inside gets pinched off and it doesn't become as prestigious to have lane one, but then it's also more exciting because people from can come from eight a lot easier. It's more yeah. jam-packed. So
0: I actually think it's better on the outside. Yeah. Um we have another one.
1: <laughs> from Kimmy Whedon. Yeah, which I was gonna say. That's funny. Which part is uglier? The bombshell F1 fork or the first GT carbon, which I think he's referring to the Ultra Box from like 06-07. The ultra box was really tough. That was that was something. Yeah. That. Although, like you see it now, and you're like, "No fucking way, dude!" You look like, at that GT over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was super tough. That was um, a, just
1: a one and done kind of thing. Hey, people ran it in 2008, and it kind of faded its way out. Hey, real quick.
0: A bunch of people raced with it, though.
1: They did. I wonder if it was good.
0: know yeah. All right, I think that's all we got for today. Progate Europe winning starts the great gate. Answer S squared Claiborne. Get yours today. We'll uh, we'll be back next week.
1: Stay your stay, people, uh, is, is that snap really it? Green. We're just, we're just done. We're just done. All right, snap on green, folks. See ya, folks.
0: well what's this friggin podcast all about i don't get it man coffee chatter
1: get off my back (laughs) you have to be fast in the truck
0: i hate that guy (laughs)